Last Wednesday, I participated in an interfaith event organized by clergy and spiritual leaders from in and around Santa Monica. The purpose of our gathering was to decry the use of violence by the president to create a photo op in front of St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. And to support the growing movement to confront racism in our policing and in our society. At the gathering were Christians and Jews, Muslims and Sikhs, but the event wasn't too big and we gathered outdoors. We wore masks and we tried to keep the appropriate amount of physical distancing. But after the event was over and I was making the rounds before I left, I was approached by a young black man who had come with one of the other ministers. Out of the blue, this young man expressed profound discouragement. He told me that he was looking to attend community college in the fall, but that he was afraid to go. He felt exposed and vulnerable to police brutality. And he told me that he was afraid that God did not care, that perhaps God did not love him, or he feared that God was not as powerful as the forces of racism and oppression. Now I told him what you would expect. I told him that I know it's hard right now that he has good reason to feel the, the way he does, that the forces of injustice and oppression do indeed seem powerful. But, but I told him that nothing can change the fact that God does indeed love him. I told him that he was created in the image and likeness of God and saved by God's love in Christ. I told him, that God is more powerful than the powers of hatred and dehumanization, more powerful than the powers of sin and death. And when I knew that he was a Christian, I told him that we know that God loves us because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I told him that I would keep him in my prayers, which I have done. I wish I could say that I turned his dejection into optimism, but I don't know how convincing he found my words. Whatever the case, this young man and his fears stuck with me for a whole host of reasons. But one of the reasons that he stuck with me beyond just my my empathy for him as a suffering human being was because of his worries about God. He illustrated to me once again that our ideas about God are important and foundational. He revealed to me that what we believe about God will shape our view of the world and indeed can shape the whole of our lives. 
Our ideas about God are of deep, deep consequence. William Temple, a 20th century Anglican theologian and Archbishop of Canterbury, felt that it was that if our idea of God is wrong, then it makes us problematic and maybe even dangerous. If our ideas of God are wrong, then the more religious we get, the more dangerous we become to ourselves and to others. For Temple, it would be better for us to, to not believe in God than to believe in some versions of God. And I cannot help but think the Temple is right. If one's idea of God is racist or homophobic or misogynistic, that at least for the sake of others, if not for the sake of one's own soul, it might be better to not believe in God at all. Today is this funny, funny day we call Trinity Sunday. Today is the day that we turn our attention to the fullness of who God reveals God's self to be. We lift up this fundamental doctrine of Christianity to proclaim that this doctrine is not esoteric gibberish, but is in fact good news, that it is gospel. To say that God is a trinity of persons in a unity of being is another way of saying that God is love, eternally and dynamically love. For the Christian, God is never just the source or the, or the father, but rather God eternally delights in giving God's self away or speaking a word with a capital W. This word in flesh in a human life is Jesus, who responds to love with love. And the two, Father and Son, are eternally drawn together by the Holy Spirit. To quote the theologian Mark McIntosh, the Father pours out the divine life to the Son. The Son speaks and embodies this divine life. And the Spirit brings both together in passionate delight and love. To say that God is Trinity is another way of saying that God is love. And that, that is good news. This is good news because the love that is God is not closed in on God's self, but rather overflows into creation. God creates all that is seen and unseen in love. If we turn our attention to this morning's lesson from Genesis, then we see that the lesson proclaims that God creates the heavens and the earth, the plants and the animals, and even human beings in love. Again and again in the lesson we are told that God calls all creation good and very good. 
Moreover, we are told that God created human beings in the image and likeness of God. We, you and I, were created to participate in the dynamic of love that is God. We were created by love for love. And even as we have gone astray from this love, God looks to draw us back into the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and through the gift of the Holy Spirit. God opens God's arms to draw in frail and broken human beings and indeed the whole of creation into communion with the divine life of self-giving love that is God. This opening of God's arms in communion is God's mission of love. The love that is God will not let us go. And indeed, as St. Paul reminds us in the letter to the Romans, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And just as God looks to draw us into this communion of love, so too God calls on us to participate in God's mission of love. In the gospel lesson this morning, we heard about Jesus meeting the 11 disciples on that mountain in Galilee. Jesus authorized and, and called them to go into the world to make disciples and to baptize those disciples in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And indeed, to obey everything that Jesus had commanded. This encounter with Jesus is often called the Great Commission. At its heart, this commission is about love and inviting others into the way of love. Another word for disciple is learner. Another way to see the dynamic of the Trinity is to see it as the outpouring of love. When one is baptized, one is drawn into the communion of love that is God. And Jesus sums up his own command to his disciples by quoting the Hebrew scriptures to say that we, the greatest commandment is that we are to love God with our whole being to love our neighbors as ourselves. The great commandment. On that mountain, Jesus called the disciples to be bearers and learners of love, who would invite others to become learners of the way of love as well. Jesus' disciples are given a commission that invites them into God's mission of love. They are drawn in by love, so that they might share that love, and so that others might be drawn in as well. No matter the time, but particularly in this time of pandemic, particularly in this time of civil unrest that has arisen because of injustice, we are called into this mission of God's love. We are to proclaim with joy that each and every person is created in the image and likeness of God. We are to proclaim by word and deed and example 
the good news of God in Christ. We are to seek and serve Christ in all persons and love our neighbors as ourselves. We are to strive for justice and peace among all people, respect the dignity of every single human being. We are called to bear witness to and participate in God's mission of love. Each of us is invited to discern how we might play our part in a world that is deeply in need of transformation, that is calling out for justice, that is calling out for peace. We can each do something. We can join protests. We can sign petitions. We can contact elected officials. We can donate money. There are so many ways to share in the task of creating a more just world. And each of us are called to play our part. Our ideas about God are critical. They form us and shape us. And if God is revealed as love, true dynamic love, then how can we not come to participate in that love? And indeed, if, if our idea about God is critical and if we believe that God is love, then that will only really matter. That idea will only really matter if it bears fruits and acts of love, and care, and regard. God calls each of us into mission. God's mission is love. Each of us are called into God's mission of love. Amen.